Hello, everybody. This is Chaz Allen with Little Known Facts. You know, there's been some great stories passed down through the years, but some of the best have never been told. Now, I'll be back in just a minute with one that just might surprise you. Do you know what makes the Better Health Diet from Dr. Steelman so different? Well, it's the way it works. You see, he doesn't give you some hard-to-follow calorie-counting schedule or ask you to count fat grams or run three miles a day. No, this is a diet that only a doctor could develop. It has a natural fat blocker, a carb blocker, and an all-natural hunger and cravings killer so that you can eat the things that you normally eat. And being a physician, he backs it up with state-of-the-art food journal, tons of motivational help, and scads of wonderful health information and nutrition information that is all free when you buy the weight loss kit. You learn how to take the weight off and to keep it off for the rest of your life without hunger, special foods, or measuring. And the cost? (laughs) Well, that's the best part of all. It's about one-tenth of what you would pay at a weight loss clinic or diet center. And you can find out more at ActivateProducts.com or just call them. It's toll-free, 800-465-4411. ActivateProducts.com or 800-465-4411. Funny how we learn history and how some things get a bit distorted, isn't it? Now, if I were to ask you who was primarily responsible for the proliferation of slavery in the South prior to the Civil War, who would you say? Some of you may know the real answer to this, but I'm betting that most of you really haven't thought of it. I'm pretty sure the fellow who's responsible didn't think he would be, but facts are facts. And the facts are that around 1800, slavery was (laughs) nearly dead. From 1775 to 1795, the price of slaves had fallen from about $100 apiece to well under $25, and nobody was buying. The slave trade was declining at a rapid rate. Ships that were once outfitted as slave haulers were being converted back to hauling dry goods. Abolitionists at the time wrote, and I'm quoting here, The slave trade is all but gone now, and it will be dead within the next 20 years. If left to its own devices, it will die the death it so richly deserves. Boy, you would think that with all the cotton being raised and sold that the slaves would be needed to tend the fields and pick the crop. But at this time, exactly the opposite was true. Growing and picking cotton wasn't that hard, and selling it to the textile mills was a fairly easy thing as cotton was in demand. In about 1800, about 28 million pounds of cotton was being shipped to the big textile mills in England. Now, (laughs) that's not enough to supply clothes to the British, much less anyone else. So what was the difference? Well, strangely enough, the very machine that was supposed to relieve and lessen the burdens of manual labor caused its biggest increase. It's a little-known fact that Eli Whitney's famous cotton gin changed history in more ways than one. You see, up until that time, a person, a farmer, or a slave could only process about 10 pounds of cotton per person per day. But with the gin, one man could process a thousand times that. Within a couple of short years, literally millions of acres were cleared for cotton plantations, and now slaves were needed by the thousands to plant and pick. By the start of the Civil War, England was importing over 500 million tons of cotton a year, 50 times what it was just a few years before. So you see, Mr. Whitney's invention did make a difference, a huge difference, but not exactly the way he envisioned it.
This is Chaz Allen asking you to join me again tomorrow for another Little Known Fact or anytime at our website, www.littleknownfactshow.com.